0: You know, I coach a lot of people. And so very, very often, one of the biggest concerns that I hear about is how to handle the holidays when it comes to going through a breakup. It's not easy. And not only is it not easy, but it's not obvious what we should be doing, how we should be feeling. Should we wait to hear from them? What happens if we don't hear from them? And I would just like to tackle some of these things. Now, This is a video I've covered before, but having so many videos on a channel like this, they get so very easily buried. So I want to just talk about it a little more for this holiday season in 2021. So going through a breakup during a holiday season can be really troublesome because it brings a lot more unknowns and uncertainty into what is already a really uncertain, difficult, emotionally speaking, situation, right? And isn't that what ultimately robs us of a sense of power is the fact that we don't know what's going to happen next. And I can't think of many ways to make someone feel really uncomfortable with their life than taking away that sense of security and control. So, so in the United States, Thanksgiving is coming up, which is traditionally a holiday where we get together with friends and family, and we show thanks for the things that we are grateful for in our lives. And that can feel kind of hollow right now, because what do breakups do? Well, they make us feel horrible. They make our emotions... Tank, and so it's kind of hard to feel thankful when you're not feeling thankful. It's hard to sit and cherish the things that you have when you're so focused on the thing that you lost. So, in this moment, if indeed you celebrate Thanksgiving, I would ask you to be grateful for the things outside of the relationship and perhaps outside of the romantic contexts of your life that you can be grateful for. Gratitude is a powerful weapon against sadness. It reminds us of the things that we have, the things that are going well, the fact that we have a roof over our head, the fact that we have food to eat. And that doesn't mean that your problems don't matter, right? Because someone out there could have it worse. That's true. But that doesn't mean we should minimize how we feel. It's just remembering that for all the bad that we're experiencing, there's so much good that we write off. And that's sort of a behavior that most of us do, you know. How often do you celebrate the little victories, the little things that worked out for you? You know, the time that you found $20 on the ground and you thought, great, cool. In fact, we have a proclivity to focus on the negatives, which makes it seem like that's all that ever happens. But I would just ask you guys to, just this once, just consider some of the positive things going on in your life right now, the things that have nothing to do with love. And on to what really brought you guys here. What should you do? When it comes to Thanksgiving, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, New Year's, etc. Whatever holiday you tend to celebrate. What should you do? Should you reach out to your ex? What happens if they don't reach out to you? Well, let's tackle the first part. Should you reach out to your ex? My answer is nuanced, but a lot of people aren't in a place where nuance will hit them well. So I'm going to say no. You should not reach out to the ex you want back romantically for the holidays. Now, why do I say this? Okay. Considering the frame of mind that you're in, right? You're trying to recover something, and that something is trying to push you away. Well, you find yourself in an adversarial position, because you want one thing and they want the other thing. And when we're going through a breakup and sadness, we tend to overthink every little interaction, right? And sometimes, and I think all of us can admit we do this, and I've done this as well, is when our former partner gives us an inch, well, we try and take a mile, right? In other words, if we send them a Merry Christmas text, and they're receptive, thanks, you too, how is your family doing? Well, the first place our mind usually tends to go is, look at that, a positive interaction. And since... They didn't immediately bitch me out or completely ignore my text. That means they must want me back. And those are the connections that our brain makes because, well, you miss your ex. It's normal. But the amount of damage that we can self-inflict because we are so outcome-dependent, at least at this moment, is incredibly high. And if we message our ex and it goes well, our mind will go to the next interaction, and escalating it. When will I hear from them? Hey, well, I messaged them on Christmas, and it went well, which means that I can message them again in a few days, and maybe I'll ask them out. But during that time, you're forgetting that if your ex ended the relationship with you, and you chase after them, well, that affects their ability to view you in an attractive and romantic light. And what's more is this is likely, if you're listening to videos like this, relatively close to the time the breakup happened. And I want you to ask yourself realistically, has it really been enough time for your ex to grow as a person? Have you truly, really grown as a person? Has there been enough time for that to happen? And if you're completely positive it is, and you are totally outcome independent, and you truly, genuinely do not care if they say no, Well, then go for it, because what are you really risking? But you know yourself, and nobody can tell you if you're ready or not ready. Only you can do that. Now, what if we head in a completely different direction? What if you decide, no, you know what, I'm going through a breakup, I'm not going to make wise choices right now, at least usually, I'm going to leave them alone, and whatever happens, happens. So effectively, you've decided I'm not going to contact them, any contact is going to come from them. But... Christmas, New Year's, all those holidays I mentioned earlier are coming up, and what if I don't hear from my ex? Does that mean that I'm doomed? After all, they told me they loved me, but they didn't reach out on such an important holiday, they knew I'd be struggling, so this must mean they're not even thinking about me. And isn't it funny? The first place our brain goes is to doom. We think about how the worst possible scenario is going on. And I'm here to tell you that I coach a lot of dumpers, too. And I'm not looking to give people false hope or false doom. I just want to relay the messages that I've been getting. And a lot of the time, the dumper doesn't message the dumpy for several reasons, right? The first of which is, they're they're just not ready. And they know that you're probably not ready, and... They know that it will give you false hope, and they might not want the relationship back at this moment. That doesn't mean they don't care about you. That doesn't mean that they don't love you. That doesn't mean that they don't miss you and want to hear from you. It's just that they know if they give in to this temptation, everybody will hurt more. And it's hard to believe because, after all, they did the dumping, right? This was their decision, and they could undo it if they wanted. But just because someone broke up with you doesn't mean they're evil. It doesn't mean their intention was to harm you. They might genuinely feel, from their point of view, that this relationship was harmful to both of you. That there was nothing that could be done. And maybe they're right and maybe they're wrong. I'm not here to dismantle every argument. There's too many situations and they're all too unique. There's no way I can do that across one video. I'm just giving you guys the other side of the coin. Another thing that I often hear from dumpers is, well, yeah, I didn't message them on Christmas because... I didn't want them to think about me and have it ruin their entire day, right? Who wants to be reminded of a negative event on a day that is supposed to be filled with family and laughter and good food and fun? If I message them, I'll just mess their day up. And if I'm being honest, this is the answer I hear far more often when I work with dumpers. Now, it's important to remember that we're all human, right? We don't always know the best thing to do we inject personal experiences into what we do in the real world. And if I had an ex back in the day who did this to me, and because they did this to me, I said I will never do that to another person, and so I go to you, and I wish you that Merry Christmas, and as a result, now you have all of this false hope, and then you start chasing me, and I feel backed into a corner. Do you see what just happened? Do you see how sometimes good intentions can very well lead to future harm that nobody intended? So, as much as... I think it's important to stay and try and work things out in a relationship because if we want the dating game to get better, we have to be better. I can also acknowledge that there's no right way to dump somebody. There's no rule book for this. What works for person one might not work for person two. We're all different people. We all experience the world differently. And I know people want to paint exes and dumpers, etc. into black and white pictures because it's easier. And it's more convenient to vilify and demonize and say, well, they should have texted me on Christmas or something along those lines. But the reality is we can't, because life is never that nuanced. If it was, life would be a lot more boring. There would be a lot less variety. And your ex is a unique, different person with unique worldviews and languages and cultures and ways of upbringing and parents, etc. That there's no way to group them based on stories you might have heard on Reddit or different YouTube videos you've heard where the time that person came back or didn't come back, what I'm trying to say is that this whole thing that you're going through is weird and complicated, but it's helpful to boil it down into something very simple, which is if they broke up with you and they knew that you were willing to work it out, they must reach out to you. Now, I understand why people take issue with that, because you're basically hearing from me, hey, power's out of your hands. But I'm saying quite the opposite. The power for your life to get better is entirely in your hands. The problem is not in the methodology. The problem is in the definition of winning. Because we both know there are more ways to win than just getting your ex back. We've talked about this before. You don't want that old relationship back. You want a new, improved version of that relationship. And for some people, they write that off as semantics. But I mean that quite literally. You don't want the last relationship back. The last relationship failed. The product didn't work. We want to take it back to the drawing board and say, well, what will be different this time? How do we know that this thing will work the second time, the third time, whatever it might be? How do I know that this brand new relationship with somebody entirely different will work? If you want the quality of your relationships to be better, you must be better. They must be better. And then your life will improve dramatically because working on yourself reaches into many different areas of your life. Everything gets better, including romantic relationships. So my friends, I hope this video spoke to you. I originally, you know, when I started hitting record, I decided that since I have covered this topic before, I wanted to give a new take on it. I didn't just want it to be, should you reach out to your ex on Christmas? No, should you ask your ex out on New Year's. No, like, I didn't want it to be just that, because that's, I have thousands of videos saying the same exact thing. So I wanted this to be a bit different. And I don't think that anybody grows from looking at the world in black and white, because it's just not. There's nuance. I understand wanting to boil things down to be simpler in terms of, you know, working on yourself. And I'm certainly not trying to reinvent the wheel here. I give common sense advice and all I ask is that people remain consistent with it because we know that it works, right? It earned its place in being common. So, yeah, going to the gym is going to make you feel better about your body, but it's more for your mind, right? And we've talked about that. And, yeah, doing some journaling and talking to a therapist, et cetera. Like, those things are healthy, and we have scientific evidence to prove it. I mean, there's just no way to dismiss it as, oh, that doesn't work. And we know that trying to take control into your own hands, like... Some of the other coaches like Brad Browning and and Dan Bacon, people like that suggest, because what are they doing? Well, they're putting the power back in your hands. And that's exactly where you want, because it is incredibly uncomfortable to be out of control. And I'm sort of air quoting there. So I just want you guys to consider what are you really here for? Are you really here just to get that one person back? Is that it? Because that's not an interesting story. The story of you growing from this and becoming a better version of yourself. I mean, it's just amazing because your life gets better, your body gets better, the amount of money in your wallet gets better, the amount of friends and the quality of those friendships get better, and ultimately, your romantic relationships get better and last longer. Till death do you part, if that's what you want. And so if the story just ends with, nope, I just want the same exact person back, I didn't learn a single thing, they didn't learn a single thing, I just want to keep this thing going, then it's not a relationship, is it? It's a band-aid. A band-aid that keeps you from realizing the other areas of your life that you could be excelling in. And please don't take the wrong thing away from this. This is not to suggest that who you are is not enough. It's to suggest that who you are could be more. And that is positive self-improvement without being toxic self-improvement, you know? Um, I don't think anybody could make an argument here that says, well, going for that run is going to make your life worse, you know? Or reading that book, that you always wanted to read or investing in that hobby that you've been thinking about, yeah, that's going to make your life worse because just whoever says that is full of shit. And maintaining positive mental health and acknowledging that sometimes you're not okay and it's okay to not be okay. That is a balancing act and it's not an easy one and it's not immediately obvious that everybody's going to do it. But if you stay committed and you self-improve and you do things you don't want to do because you know they're good for you, your life will get better. And if you don't get your ex back, you're going to get someone better. And I know that for many people, that's sort of a platitude or a cliche. Common. Well, it earned its place being common. So I hope you guys enjoyed this perhaps deeper dive into the topic. As always, if you'd like to work with me, you can find me on my website, thelovechat.net slash coaching and if you're looking for something more along the lines of professional therapy, especially during the holiday season where you might not be feeling so great, well, we can help with that too. Just go to betterhelp.com slash R-O-R-Y. That's betterhelp.com slash Rory. And of course, you get a 10% discount using my creator link. I hope you enjoyed this video, and obviously feel free to share it with someone who you think might need it. Maybe you're out of the woods in terms of a breakup, And you can use this new knowledge to help others, which is ultimately the point. I'm wishing everybody a happy, healthy holiday season, and make sure to eat a ton of good food. Until next time.